Yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Cullen's Comic Corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. So I had a health scare this week. And I thought I should talk about it here because I think it's important for our listeners and I think it's important for people to, to know. But I had a pretty serious health scare. Um, the other day I went for a walk. I've been going on walks in the mornings. You know, one, just to clear my head. Two, to maybe try to get a little healthier. You know, so I've been going on walks. Usually first thing in the morning. Went, uh, I went on a walk the other day and I got home and I was going to take my shower and I took my shirt off. And I was covered in bruises. I mean, there were bruises under my arms. There were bruises going up to my neck. uh, Bruises across my chest. And Mm. I thought, what could this be? I thought blood clots, you know, something had happened. You guys think that could be possible? No. You got beat up in your sleep the night before. No. So for a good... 60 seconds, I was terrified. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I realized I had been wearing a dark blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you were sweating through it. And I was sweating through it, and okay. the shirt had stained oh. my glorious physique. <laughs> wasn't it that t-shirt you're wearing? No, it wasn't this oh, t-shirt. it wasn't that one. Uh, but uh, my shirt had stained my physique oh. and made it look oh. bruised. Um. <laughs> The dog's concerned too. Yeah, but uh, Sammy's worried about you. Welcome to the bungalow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, so uh, my thought was, you know, uh, it, it's it's sad that I am so so much. I am so opposed to exercise <laughs> that that this this walking around the block. I thought I was going to die that day <laughs> from it. Well, I think it's I think it's more than that. I think it's the uh, the relative paranoia that we all have right now of <laughs> the, the invisible enemy. Agreed. You know, <laughs> I I had a, a couple of like mosquito bites on my leg the other day. I, I haven't been walking or anything, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? What, <laughs> do I have leprosy? <laughs> <laughs> it must be leprosy. <laughs> well. From deep in quarantine, in the heart of Snake Mountain, this is The Bungalow. I am one of your hosts, Cullen. I am Cindy. And we have a very special guest today. I feel special. You are special. Hi, I'm Josh Roberts. Our good buddy Josh has joined us today um, because it is a special day. A it special is, day. You know what? This is an occasion 
that is commemorated yearly, but could be commemorated even more often, just because it is Cindy Bunn's birthday. Aww. It is. Happy birthday, Cindy. Thank you. Thank me, you, Josh. Let me ask you this, Josh, in all seriousness. Look, you know, we, we have a lot of fun. We talk about a lot of fun stuff here, but let me ask uh-huh. you this now that you're here with us today. Do you feel inspired because of Cindy? Of course. Of course <laughs> I do. Uh, Booyah. I, uh, I set up this little thing, this video hug, uh, that I can invite a lot of people to leave Cindy birthday messages. Yes. Josh did one. Josh, you did one. I did one. And uh, so many people, I watched it with Cindy this morning, and so many people had to tell Cindy how she was inspiring to them. I think that's awesome. Thank sure. You. Sure. That's awesome. You should be inspired by her. Oh, I'm inspired by her every day. There you go. See? But come on, people. The rest oh, of the man. world is discovering what you already knew. Obviously, he didn't know it because he's, he's dumbfounded by the fact. I'm not dumbfounded by it. I'm just happy that everyone else knows. I think that you're, you're jealous. And I think you need to accept the fact I am a role model, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Uh, new bungalow merchandise. I want to do a whole line of uh, successory style portraits. Remember those from the 90s? Yes, yes. You know, they were in every office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, you know, jets. And they would say, if you're not taking flack, you're not over the target. You know, that kind of thing. But I just want a whole line of Cindy Bun pictures. <laughs> Smile, her smiling face and Cindy Bun uh, inspirational quotes. By the way, I don't really feel like a role model. No, you already said it. We have it recorded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. It's documented. Uh, have another drink. No, I, <laughs> I plan on it. Many. So what, what's what been going on in your lives, folks? I mean, this, I don't know, we haven't, this is, the recording of this is one of Cindy's birthday presents. It is, because it's been so long it's been since so we long. recorded one. Yeah. So what's been going on in your lives since we, uh, since we recorded last. Josh, you want to start us off? No, let's start off with the birthday girl. I've completed many jigsaw puzzles. Very nice. I have taken up reading again, because I got really lazy about reading. I wasn't, and I've kind of found my love of reading again, so I've been doing Mm -hmm. a lot of reading lately. And uh, I've been trying to lose some LBs, and I was doing good until I did the splits in the swim spa, you know, but... I'll get back to it, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. What about you, Josh? Anything exciting in your world? Hmm. I have also started reading a lot more, which has been nice. I've kind of rediscovered my love for reading, so uh, part of that is is because I haven't been buying very many new comics or, or reading very many comics, so... I started looking at my bookshelves and realizing, wow, I, I have all these books that I've never read, which all my friends are like, hey, have you ever read this? No. Well, why do you own it? Because uh, I'm going to read it someday? I don't know. Um, yeah, and, you know, that's about it. I've been selling stuff on eBay. It's going okay. All right. Nice. That's it. How about you? You're looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is This is the most productive I've been in weeks sitting here. I do need to add... I have run out of scotch at my house, and I mm-hmm. haven't figured out what I want to do to restock that scotch Easy. yet. Go on Instacart, yeah. order it from Sam's. Oh. Sam's will deliver booze. Well, I think Brown Derby will as well. Well, there, there you go. go. 
we but have. I've, a, I've thought about ordering a. I was talking to Cullen about this. There's this beautiful old vintage bottle of Bunahaben, which is my favorite scotch, online. Mm-hmm. And it's aged in Amontillado wine casks. If anyone's familiar with Edgar Allan Poe, I was gonna say, isn't that where that yeah, guy the, got locked in? Yeah, the, exactly. Like, in the the cask of Amontillado. Yeah. That was how he lured the guy down into the cellar. Yep. Well, Bunahaben took scotch that was, I think it was basically twelve year scotch, and then aged it two more years in Amontillado casks, and then it's aged even more since then. Uh, I would love to have a bottle of that, but. They're expensive. How many hundreds is that? They're two hundred dollars a bottle. Well, that's not as bad as I thought it was. No, but but that's still pricey. Yeah, especially in quarantine. Right. My my problem with that is, and I, 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 every time I see one of those types of bottles, I get, you know, lured into it. I want it. But my problem with it is, you're just going to drink it, and then it's gone, and then the bottle's empty. What are you going to do? Fill it with dirt, with iced tea, and no. Then you have a two hundred dollar bottle to show that you drank. $200 Two hundred dollars worth of scotch. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen a couple. There was a a bottle in a Thai restaurant that I saw that looked like a long dragon. You know, it was oh, a nice, long yeah. serpentine mm-hmm. dragon, but it was all a bottle. I'm assuming it was probably. I don't know what would. I guess it might have been soju. Maybe or it no, could have been sake. No, it would have been soju. Not in a Thai restaurant. Was it a Thai restaurant or a? Ki- I don't remember this. Korean bottle, restaurant. So. I don't know. I don't know if it was what was in it at one time, right. but it was a cool-looking bottle. Mm-hmm. The, oh, end. the end. The end. <laughs> and, and once, uh, Guillermo del Toro has a tequila. Right. And his the bottles, it comes in like a, a – it opens up like something out of Pan's Labyrinth, oh, and it looks cool. really yeah. awesome. But it's like four or $500 for well, one of those bottles. You know, in the process of looking to see if that, that particular bottle of Bunahaben was for sale – I found out that Bunahaben has a 40-year aged scotch that is $1,300 a bottle. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Which I'm, you know, that, that, that one is silly to me. But for some reason, I'm still, it's still in my mind, this $200 bottle of Amontillado cask strength. That's that's cool. Like the story behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I it's not something I'm going to buy anytime soon. I I bookmarked the place. There's a there's a website called Whiskey International Online, and they they're out of Edinburgh, but they will they have all kinds of oh, wow. you know European bottles of stuff more than just whiskey, and so I bookmarked that because at the time that I looked the other day they had nine bottles of it. Oh wow! But. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah, it's not necessarily the the time. No. I mean, I know restrictions are easing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Even though even though I just saw a news blurb on my on my iPad a few minutes before we started recording that said the World Health Organization has noted the biggest spike in COVID cases since the COVID crisis started. Right. Well, you know, well, one let's of, just go on with business. You unfortunately, know? you know what one of the new hotspots is Joplin, Joplin Missouri. Missouri. What? Yep. Yeah. It was. On, I read a Washington Post article today about it. Yeah. And they won't admit it, but I guarantee it's from the casino. Oh. They reopened the casino down there, and now they're a hotspot of See, cases. I, I read it. I was. I was looking at it today. That it was a hotspot, and I saw a bunch of people commenting that the cases in the article it was blown out of proportion, and that. It was from actually two places. The majority of those cases came from two places on the outskirts of Joplin, but it's still 
Which would be a casino, yeah, right? Yeah, the downstream is on the outskirts of It Jones. might be. It might be the downstream for all I know. Um, well, all I'm saying is, come on. That's just... But they won't say specifically. Right. You know, because think about how much bad press that would be. Oh, the casino yeah. reopens and then suddenly there's a huge outbreak because of it. But Well... Wear a mask, people. Come on. Amen. Well, yeah. Um, let's, let's, let's be... Let me... Usually, and this is an unintentional, this is always an unintentional segment of the bungalow. But allow me to scrape this soapbox out and pull it up here and step onto it. Hey, you look a little taller. Thank you. But listen, I get that some people don't want to wear a mask. I get, I get it. That, it, that it restricts breathing. I get that it's uncomfortable and maybe unflattering. It makes me look fabulous. Makes my face look thinner. There you go. And all of those things. That's that. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that is. Those are the 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 the, the things that are keeping you from wearing masks. Um, but l- let me. The thing that really bugs me about this whole debate on masks is it has nothing to do with whether these people think it's going to help them or not. Right. It absolutely does not. Right. It has become a political thing. These people are like, it's a, it's a political. You can, you'll divide it right down the middle based on your political deb- beliefs of whether you wear a mask or not. Yep. And that is, pardon my French, bullshit. I don't care what you believe politically. I couldn't care less. Really, most people, I don't care to know your name. So I really <laughs> don't care to know your political beliefs. I get it. And wearing a mask is not should not be a matter of politics. No. Um, it's a matter of humanity. Yep. Yeah. And so my, my whole <clears throat> thing is I get it. Some people don't want to wear it. You don't think it's going to help. So let's say that all the research and the data and the people who are saying it will help and it will help prevent the spread of this disease – Let's say they're wrong, and the mask does nothing. Wearing a mask, that means you have worn a mask, worst case, for no reason. Yeah. Best case, let's say they're right. You save somebody's life. Including possibly your own. Including possibly your own, including possibly your loved ones. So really, where's the politics in it? You know, to me, this is that. I agree. Th- this can be presented the same way that people present the whole why you should believe in God argument. The whole if you oh shit, let me get the hush you, button ready for Josh. If you <laughs> let me it, get the no, let me the get whole, the beeper ready. If you believe and you're wrong, you've lost nothing. Yep. If you don't believe and you're right, you've lost nothing. But if you don't believe and you're wrong, you lose everything. Right. It's the same argument. If you wear a mask and you don't need it, you're still in good shape. If you wear a mask and you do need it, you're in good shape. Yep. Yeah. If you don't wear a mask and you need it... You're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. And it goes beyond and that in the sense you. that you're also potentially killing another human being. Yeah. Just because it's inconvenient for you. Look, nobody wants to wear a mask. And now people now people are coming up with the, de- the debate about it causes... Uh, uh, what is it? CO two. Oh come oh, on! I'm like, you know what? Th- this is where everybody needs a little more science in their life. And for those who don't know about my yeah. good friend Josh, he is essentially I'm essentially a essentially a scientist. Tell us about it, Josh. The amount of CO two that you would have to 
re-inhale cannot be contained within a cloth mask <laughs> covering. <laughs> it can't. You know what? Yeah, you know what? If you if you have a if you got one of those top tier masks that lock everything out and all you're breathing through is the the vents, you're still breathing through the vents. It's still exhaling the CO2 through those vents. That's the way they're designed. The worst case scenario is you're wearing a mask and your face gets hot because you're breathing you're exhaling your CO2 into the mask. It's not enough to hurt you. It's not enough to make you pass out. It's not enough to even decrease your oxygen level unless you stop breathing. <laughs> it's unless you stop inhaling. But try to just exhale. Just try it. Try to just exhale. I'm doing it right now. You're going to pass out from that. <laughs> so, anyway. Any, but the, so, really, That's stop, silliness. With the, stop with the pol- politicizing it, masks. Right. You know what? It's it's just dumb. It's dumb on both sides to politicize masks. It should be common sense. And honestly, stop politicizing every damn thing except politics. Right, exactly. But And honestly, if you don't want to wear a mask, I would rather you just say, I don't care about people. Yeah, I Because would, yeah. then I at least know who to avoid, meaning you. Yeah. So there was my soapbox, <laughs> and Josh jumped up here with me. It was a big soapbox. <laughs> it's a lot like that plank that... Uh, at the end of Titanic, and Rose was yeah. There's plenty of there, room. There wasn't enough room for Rose and there's not Jack. Enough room, but there was plenty of room. Science proved that. <laughs> What's next on the agenda, oh Cindy? Oh my gosh! So we haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on with you and comics? Yeah, what are you working on? <laughs> um. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Honestly, look, I have a lot of books. I have a lot of work I could be doing, and for some reason in the last few weeks, I can't force myself to do it. I sit in front of the computer. I go down to work like normal. I sit in front of the computer, and I don't get any work done. And you add 50 songs to your birthday playlist on Spotify. I add songs to my playlist (laughs) on Spotify. You know, I just can't seem to find the gumption, but I've got to. Because I don't have any money coming in, so I've got to start Hold getting up. some work. I know, right? Hold up. Hold up. See, this is how Cindy inspires me. Yes. <laughs> she is inspiring Get your me. Ass. But but I got a few things going on. I'm you know, I'm I'm I've got some stuff I'm working on right now that I can't talk about. Uh I can't talk about it because it hasn't been announced yet. Um Dark Horse just announced the Cyberpunk comic that I'm writing. Nice. Um I've already written it, but what's uh, it called? It's it's just called Cyberpunk 2077, oh, that's which right. is yeah. is a tie into the Cyberpunk video game that's coming out. Mm. Um, and this one sort of it's I think it may be subtitled Trauma Team because in the Cyberpunk universe, you uh, buy your basically your insurance, you buy it, and if you get hurt, this group of sort of militarized uh, med techs come out and rescue okay. you. They're called Trauma Team. So this this four issue series is about trauma team focusing on them. It's focused solely on trauma team. Hopefully, cool. the, you know, there's a chance for more if it's you know if people like it and, and people do more of it. Yeah, uh, they want more of it. We'll be able to to provide that to them. Um, and <laughs> I am going to be launching a Kickstarter in the next week or so. I'm excited about this. I am too. Except I put a little teaser out there. It was going to be called Golden Dawn. Which I meant to ask you, is that any reference to 
Aleister Crowley's Magicians well, of the Golden yeah, Dawn. Yeah, it's a it's it was a reference to sort of the the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, right. which was the secret society in uh, you know Victorian England, right? Um, and uh, and and this book is set in Victorian England, sort of a it's sort of a steampunk era horror story, right? Um, so it was going to be set in Victorian England. Or it is going to be set in Victorian England. I was going to call it Golden Dawn. But someone pointed out to me that apparently neo-Nazis have co-opted the term Golden Dawn hmm. uh, for some organization in the last 20 years. And thank you, Nazis, for screwing up something else. Why is it always the Nazis? I know. I hate these guys. Yeah. So we're changing the title. Um, I spent a good 10 hours trying to figure out what we we're going to change the title to because titles are hard. Um, so we're going to name it. We're actually going to, speaking of hating Nazis, we're going to take sort of an Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom approach. Yeah. So we're naming it after our lead character. So it's going to be called Democritus Brand and the Endless Machine. So the Ooh. title is The Endless Machine, really, but it's a Democritus Brand adventure. Because Demo- Democritus? Democritus. How's that for a name? That's a name right that there. That is a name. That's a mouthful of marbles. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so there, that's that's pretty much it. I got a couple of projects I'm working on. Starting tomorrow morning, I'm going into what I call script apocalypse mode. Tomorrow's Sunday. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. You are essentially a scientist. I know. <laughs> um, I read it in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, starting tomorrow, I'm gonna I'm, I'm entering script apocalypse for a week. I got a lot of work to do. I was supposed to do a script apocalypse last week, and I failed sure. to do it. Well, look, here's the deal. In this time, a lot of people are having trouble focusing on work, especially people who are working at home, which is an, you know, an exorbitant amount of people these days. So it's okay to take those mental health days that you need. It's okay. And, and it's okay to not get any work done. It is. I mean, it's fine. That's, there that's, are going to be days when it just isn't going to happen. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't get anything new put on eBay this week. I look at the stuff that I still need to put on there, and I go, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah. How does that feel? How does it feel to be such a slacker? Oh, well, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bungalow is nothing if not current. We have our fingers on the pulse of current events and current pop, pop culture. culture. That's right. So it's time to talk about a movie that is 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so during during uh, the last few weeks, uh, Squish and I, and welcome to the show, Squish. Hello. Squish and I have watched, uh, we started watching the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. We started watching the uh, extended cuts. And, Squish, you've watched the movies now how many times each? Well, I watched, I think, three times for The Fellowship and Two Towers, and then four times for The Return of the King. Nice. All all the extended editions? Always the extended edition? Nice. And we watched the Hobbit movies. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the extended editions of those? We did. We did. Um... And we were just talking about it because, uh, Josh, you're a big Lord of the Rings fan from way back, as Mm -hmm. I am. You know, Mm -hmm. I read them when I was in middle school, and I've loved them ever since. Watched the old cartoons. Yep. 
played some of the old cartoons for Cindy, and she got to sing. She got to get those earworms in her. Oh yeah, the greatest adventure. <laughs> and Frodo of the Nine Fingers. Uh-huh. Frodo of the Nine Fingers. And the Ring of Doom. Which that kind of brings us around to what we were talking about. It does. Josh, you and I have... Now, a year ago, we had a bitter argument on the road to North Carolina. <laughs> yes, we did. We were driving to North Carolina, and I thought it may have come to blows at one point. But and that's what, that's what created our catchphrase... Take it easy, Faramir. Take it easy, Faramir. <laughs> oh, my God. But our argument was over who is the hero... The, the ultimate hero, the true, of Lord, the true hero, hero of the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, Cindy. Who do you think it is? Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> that is the character's name. That as well. is a good Viggo answer. Mortensen. <laughs> that is a that's a I solid answer, Cindy. A- Aragorn, yeah, also called dude. Strider, also called son of Arathorn, Babelicious, heir to the throne of Gondor. So, Squish, what do you think? Ultimate hero. Who do you think is the greatest hero of Lord of the Rings? I have my opinion. Now wait, you're you're adding too many. Who is the who is the hero of the Lord of the Rings? Is the question. As in, the whole purpose of the Lord of the Rings was to destroy the Ring of Power. There, okay. Who's the hero? With the idea of the being destroying the Ring of Power is the ultimate is the perp, is the ultimate purpose of the Lord of the Rings. Who yes. is the hero? So it would be Sauron. <laughs> Sauron. <Sorry. laughs> All right. What is Explain this? Explain yourself. Is this? Have you joined the dark side? <laughs> Why do you think Sauron? There would be no ring of power. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But now you're trying to play our game. You're playing us at our own game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which I expect no less. So of you. I'll just throw in here. I think that Gollum is the hero of the Lord of the Rings because without Gollum, the ring is not destroyed because when Frodo is standing there in Mount Doom about to throw the ring in, he fails. He is, he succumbs to the, to the power of the ring and he is not going to destroy it. If Gollum had not taken the ring from him, bitten off his finger, the, it, it wouldn't have happened. Squish thoughts. Um, I don't know. He led them there. No, no, all right. So Gollum did lead them there. Fair enough. But mm-hmm. then he tried to kill them. That's well, true. He had every intention of killing them and taking that ring for himself because it was his precious. Let me let me ask you this. My Let's say you and I are the three of us, the four of us. We're all four going somewhere. Can I be Liv Tyler? Oh, sure. Sorry. You betcha. And along <laughs> the way, take it easy, Faramir. <laughs> along the way, I decide. Just for shits and giggles, pardon my language, Squish. Shits and giggles. I am going to feed the three of you to a giant spider. Okay? Am I a hero? Can I ever be a hero after feeding you to a giant spider god? Let let me answer your question by asking you another question. Yes. Can a villain be redeemed and become a hero? A villain can be redeemed and become a hero, but they have to do something redemptive. Yeah, like destroy the Ring of Power. But he didn't do it to redeem himself. Sometimes redemption happens whether you want it to or not. You keep hoping, but that (laughs) (laughs) that is not. So, 
my take, just so we're all on the on you know all things considered, uh-huh. the hero of Lord of the Rings is Samwise Gamgee. Without Sam, they wouldn't have gotten there. Sam puts whiny old Frodo on his back and trudges him up the mountain. Whiny old Frodo. Right. Now, here's something else you need to mention. The books versus the movies. Well, yeah. In the books, Sam is is a much more integral part in the ring getting to Mount Doom because when Gollum tries to feed them to Shelob, Sam puts on the ring to get yeah. away. I wonder why they skipped that in the movie. Well, because every in the movie, everyone that touched the ring was corrupted. Yeah, well. But yeah, Sam does put the ring on in the books. Yeah, Sam is, is the only hero of those books that is not corrupted by the power of the ring. Also, he got the Goonies through to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So my take on it is Sam is the hero. But now that I've been talking about it with the the two of you and Cindy. Yeah, the two of them. I have have nothing to contribute. (laughs) Maybe, and I'm not a Frodo apologist. You guys know this. Frodo is my least favorite character in Lord of the Rings, probably. The main character is the your main least character. favorite. That's often the case with me. The main, you know, a great story with a, a main character, I often like the sub-characters even mm-hmm. more. Boromir is my favorite character <sighs> in, I, in Lord of the Rings. But maybe Frodo is the ultimate hero because he spares Golem's life at, the, at a key point. And him sparing Golem is the only reason that Golem is, a, is, is alive to... He's not a hero. He's a villain. <laughs> is alive to villainously <laughs> take the ring. <sighs> Man. These are, these are <laughs> butterflies flapping their wings and causing <laughs> tsunamis across the world. That's what's happening here. But you really don't think Sauron is the hero, right, Squish? Well... There wouldn't be a Lord of the Rings without Sauron. But does that make him a hero? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Well, who's your... All right, then. So let's... Ch- yeah, who's your favorite character? Who's your favorite Lord of the Rings character? Uh, I don't know. Vigo. What? Vigo. Vigo is a Ghostbusters villain. <laughs> Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about Aragorn. Yeah, Aragorn. Okay, Aragorn. Really? I love this kid. And you, Josh? Gandalf, Faramir. Gandalf is Faramir. my favorite character. Faramir's your favorite character. I don't like you, Faramir. You, you Nobody likes him so Nobody much. likes Faramir. You are Faramir. Faramir's the worst. Every time I hear the name Gandalf, I think of that video, that cartoon video that came out of, I don't even know how many years ago. 20-something years the ago. The Ultimate Showdown. The Ultimate Show. Oh, yeah. Remember that? G- Gandalf the Great. And- yep. Gandalf the White. Yeah. Well, it's Bor- Boromir's the right answer. Boromir or Eowyn? Oh, I'd go with Eowyn. She's the coolest character. more than Boromir. Whatever. I had a moment with her, you know. No, you didn't. That was there wasn't Eowyn that you had the oh, moment wait. with. It no. was uh, Liv Tyler's character. Uh, yeah, Arwen. Arwen. Eowyn. Arwen. Whatever. <laughs> no one said Eowyn. Eowyn. <laughs> What's the other chick's name? <laughs> Eowyn. 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 She kills the Lord of the Nazgul. Yeah. Somebody saved me. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) 
So, your favorite movie of the trilogy of the movies, Squish, was? Uh, probably Two Towers. The Dark Prince. Two Towers. Interesting. The Dark right? Prince. There's, that's a, nothing. <laughs> Two Towers. You mean the Half-Blood Prince? Yeah, the Half-Blood yeah. Prince. That's the only good Harry Potter movie. Look at that face that Squish just shot you. He about jumped over and I felt, backhanded I felt the you. daggers go right through me. I thought he was going to hit you. words. Um, yeah, I don't believe that that's true. There are some good... I like a lot of the Harry Potter movies are pretty good. Well, my opinion is skewed because I've only seen three of them. Well, then keep your mouth trap your tra- mouth trap shut. Keep your mouth trap shut. Mouth And Josh, your favorite of the movies? Well done. That's yeah, good. exactly. Dead air. <laughs> that was good. Dead, dead air. air. I can't pick a. I mean, to me, it's all one movie. Oh, see, I think Fellowship of the Ring is by far superior to the others. Even though no one has asked me. Yes. Probably because I've I've added nothing of substance to this conversation, and I understand that. My favorite movie. It's the first one. Fellowship of the yeah, Rings. Yeah, Fellowship of the Rings. And the reason I say that is because even though I've seen them all, that's the one I remember. There you go. And that's all that matters. They're all good. You're all pretty. Yeah. And I used to tell Josh that I hated the Hobbit movies, and watching them with Squish, I have a better appreciation of the Hobbit movies. Well, here's what. Our, our conversation was about those Hobbit movies have very little to do with the book. I mean, they, they touch on parts of the book, but they take a lot of liberty. But what I try to tell Cullen all the time is you got to think of it this way. It is awesome that they are doing these high-budget, high-quality films set in Middle-earth. How do you pronounce the dragon's name? That's the most important and only important smog. question. Smog. Smog. Not smog. No. It's smog. And all you got to do yeah. is go back to the, the Rankin-Bass Hobbit for that. They That's pronounce right. it smog. Smog. And he's voiced by... In the movies or the cartoon? In the cartoon. He's voiced by... Is it John Houston? No, how, that, no. I think John. Like I think John Houston is Gandalf in the in the cartoon. I don't know. That doesn't sound like John Houston. Is John Houston the guy who talks like this? No, that's John Gielgud. <laughs> oh no, that's not what I'm thinking of. Who talks? Who's the guy who sits in the high back chair and speaks? He's dead. Now. He spe- He's been dead for many years, <laughs> and he speaks like this. Oh, John is- Gielgud. That's John Gielgud. Yes. Who did the brand commercials? The brand commercials? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. It's the right thing to do and the right way to do it. You know, Wolf okay. Brimley. No, that's Wolf for Brimley. Wolf Brimley, yeah. <laughs> you know the opening narration of The Hobbit? Yeah. That's John Houston because it's Gandalf telling that. All right, well, there you go. Good for you. But I can't remember who voiced Good for small. you for knowing that, Dungeon Wizard Level 12. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Squish, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right, so we move on from Lord of the Rings (laughs) to a ring of delicious booze. A while back, Cindy bought me a subscription to Flaviar. That's awesome. And I have been waiting to drink them. I have a couple of, because they're they're like blind box taste tests. Mm -hmm. And I've been waiting to drink them because... It's better to do this kind of thing with friends. Exactly. Right? So I've opened up one. I have three different types of... Li- oh, man, those are big bottles. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's a flask of bottles. We're not drinking all of the all of the liquid in each of these flasks. Well, I think we leave that to our guests. You don't want me to answer this question. Well, you're sleeping on our couch tonight anyway. I already <laughs> planned on it. <laughs> All right, so we have an A, a B, and a C. A is a whiskey, a product of the United States of America. Never heard God of it. God bless Mark. Never heard of it on the 4th of July, but I'm willing to give them a shot. <laughs> so I'm open up. I don't even know what A is, but we're going to try I was going to say, do you even know what these no, are? No. Does it not, have a sheet that tells yeah, you later? I got a sheet right here. Oh, we can, okay, cool. I'm just going to do a little bit of each. No. Is that okay? Or yeah, that's fine. Say when, Josh. Stop. Oh. Which one has the least amount in it? There. That's mine. Thank you. All right, here we go. Let's see oh, what we think. Skull. Oh. All right, so this is a whiskey. It smells like turpentine. Yeah. It it doesn't have a. I'm pretty sure this is going to give me a colonoscopy. <laughs> that's not how. Here, that's not how colonoscopy. You got to drink mine, for buddy. a colonoscopy. No, he does Squish. not. He, he's 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 not, he's twelve years old. <laughs> I'll corrupt my oh, child. Next year. Next year. Any more than start. we already have. Next year you start drinking with me. All right, here we go. Ready? Cheers, everybody. Sorry. Happy birthday. Thank you. That tastes pretty good. <laughs> I don't feel that I enjoyed that. I don't know that I enjoyed that experience. Did Jackson just... Did you I, hear Squish? He said that tastes that pretty tastes good. good. Yeah. Um... I feel like I just had to let that happen to me. <laughs> yeah, that, I, and nobody I'd even curi- bought me dinner beforehand. I'd be curious to know what that is, so I never accidentally drink it again. <laughs> All right, so do you want to know what that is now? Yeah. That was drink A. This just says psych. What? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> psych. <laughs> it says that was Breckenridge bourbon. Bourbon whiskey. That was bourbon? Back to the drawing board, Breckenridge. <laughs> that didn't taste like bourbon. I don't bourbon think we're getting any ads, any, no, uh, no any endorsement. endorsements no from Breckenridge. No endorsement for that. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's try B. I've never had bourbon that tasted like that. This is whiskey. B is a whiskey as well. Product of USA. Oh, that sounds... USA. USA. Where is USA? USA. <laughs> never heard of it, but we'll try it anyway. <laughs> we're going to give it a shot. Yeah, um, so the Breckenridge, um, that's all it says is... It might be good in a Diet Coke or something, but... It might be good to clean your bathroom pipes. Sample C. That's what I said, like, like a prep for a colonoscopy. Yeah, there you go. Sample A. <laughs> that's not... It says, take well, this sticker and put it on the hole that has been... I beg your pardon? Eaten through your gut. Gut. <laughs> Uh, it's just, just Breckenridge Breckenridge bourbon whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a not a, I'm not a huge fan of the Breckenridge. Thanks for nothing, Flaviar. <laughs> Look, Flaviar is awesome. Is awesome. I'm still hoping for that that endorsement after this Flaviar amazing is episode. Awesome. Little. Oh wait, that's not that's mine. mine. Little. Little. So this is another whiskey another from the whiskey. USA. Another Plus, whiskey. From I the, haven't eaten anything today. I know so. from the USA. More than that, Josh. A little bit more. That's fine. You like to live dangerous, don't you? I do. (laughs) I like these flasks. I could put elixirs of some sort into these. You could. All right. Are we ready for this? Salud. 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 Oh, God. (laughs) 
sounds worse than the first one. No, I don't know. It's it's better than the first one. It's better than the first oh, one, but man, it's got a real. It has a harsher bite than the first one. So what is that aftertaste? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I mean, it's. I actually think that's pretty good. Oh, that has a real. It is almost peaty. It, it's a it's, citrusy. Yeah, it, it, but it tastes. I mean, that almost has a scotchy taste to it. Almost. Um, so let's see what B was. Cindy, that not was a quite fan. a bit harsher than the first one, though. Harsher but better, right? We can agree. Yes. Better Much on- the way that Boromir was harsher <laughs> than Faramir, Stop. but better. Calm down, Fairman. <laughs> All right, so that was a rye. Oh, that's few. Of course, we have a bottle of few over in the cabinet. Few, few whiskey, few rye, rye whiskey. Oh, it was it's rye. A, it's that's a, what that's what we're the tasting. rye. Is the yeah. Okay. So that I think that was a good one. That's a winner. That's yep. a keeper. B's a good one. B is a good one. All right. So this one is one of the reasons I thought this was nice for us to do, Josh. This is scotch. Ooh, I've never I'll- had scotch. You're about to. Let's hope it's a good one. <laughs> so I bought a really expensive, not really expensive, but a, a relatively expensive bottle of scotch one year. I bought a bottle of uh, Lagavulin. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it was, peaty. it is, man, it's harsh. It's like drinking a bog. It bog is. It's like drinking a swamp. That's why you need to, Boonahobbin is my favorite scotch because it's not peaty. It has a lighter taste. It It has a good it has a little bit of a smoky flavor, but then it has a, a, a <laughs> like a light sweet aftertaste. So it's not peaty. This I ain't gonna be like I love. I tell you what, one of my favorite things with Josh is we went to uh, we went to we what was North Te- Carolina. No, it wasn't North Carolina. I'm not thinking North Carolina. You also bought very expensive shots of scotch. Um, we went to where's that convention? Wichita. We went to a convention oh, in Wichita. Yeah. And driving into the convention, we saw a place called Scotch and Sirloin. Yeah. And we're like, Josh, we got I said, Josh, we gotta try it. Scotch yeah, and I Sirloin. Agreed. Yeah. And we went there and Josh was ordering Scotch but not looking at the price. Never list. saw they didn't show a price. How much for those I God, my bill was like for dinner and drinks, my bill was like three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that hurts. I just noticed yeah. that the waitress was smiling every time oh, she walked sure away from Josh's was. order. <laughs> like, you want another one? Sure, I'll take another one. Oh, Josh's like, gosh. I'll have another one of those $2 shots. It's happy hour at TGI what, what Fridays. What are you doing here? That's yours. I don't know. How much do you want? Say when. More than you. That's fine. Yeah, Josh's a scotch man. I'm going to spend it. I want like a tiny bit because I don't know if I'm going to like it and I don't want to. I probably poured too much for you. This almost has a butterscotch smell to it. It doesn't smell like butterscotch to me, unless butterscotch is something that ends up in a cat box. Unless, yeah, unless butterscotch <laughs> is in your in your shoe after you ran really? a mile. Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how people yeah, sense it is. taste and smell. I don't so. smell butterscotch. Yeah, if you all, think this smells like butterscotch, <laughs> hey, let me take my let me take my shoe off for you. <laughs> Look at this! Look at this flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the thing about scotch: you're not supposed to shoot it. No, we're not. But with the, I, that's why I pour. Oh, oh, pour more in my glass. Come. Wow! Um, what a Where's dick. that animosity coming from, bud? Colin, don't be a dick to our guest. Hey, let it go. Don't touch me. I'm touching you. <laughs> 
Only because I love you. All right, here we go. So, yeah, this is not a shooting. So, really, sip it, sip Cindy. It. And if sip you it. don't like it, just don't drink it. Scot- Scotchy I'll, I'll, Joe over here. Scotchy Joe. Scotchy Joe. Hello, I'm Scotchy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch all over yes, me. Yes, you did. Ah, I got you to do a spit take on scotch. <laughs> Will you smell like butterscotch? <laughs> this is really peaty. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa. this is... Hold on, let me... Ooh, this is harsh. <laughs> oh, my... Don't go... Whoa! As I'm taking a sip, Josh. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Do it again. Do it again. Let me try it. Let me enjoy this. I'd like to... <laughs> I'd like to. You're not, you're not gonna enjoy it. I have. I have an idea. But that, <laughs> that's what a tire tastes like. So it is, to me, it's not as peaty as Lagavulin. No. It's not as peaty as Lagavulin. I don't think it's unpleasant. Uh, let's see what it is. Oh shit! <laughs> that is. Read that. I can't is read it. it. Oxytocin. It is Wolfburn. Wolfburn. Yes, I've heard of that. Highland single malt. Malt. Scotch whiskey. Yep. It's a Highland malt, but it's peaty. Man, Petey's dragon. Yeah. Is it from the Clan McLeod? Wolfburn. Oof, oof. Here, Josh, you can have that. No, You can take C with you when you leave. (laughs) (laughs) I think you could probably light my breath on fire. It's it's tough. That's some rough scotch right there. I mean, I don't think it was bad. I don't think I'm a scotch guy. I'm a bourbon guy. I'm a scotch guy, but I don't like the peaty scotches. That's the thing. They're just I don't like the I don't like to chew on bog when I'm drinking. (laughs) Get get yeah. I feel like there's a fire burning in my throat right now from Mm -hmm. trying these three uh, tastes, and I I enjoy trying these. Uh, B is my favorite, which was the few. I think few was great. Yeah. they actually sent me a. The reason I have a bottle of few up there is uh, they sent me a bottle of few when they sent. So here's the thing about Flaviar. It is a great way to learn about whiskeys and scotches and bourbons. It's a great way to taste things and figure out what your palate is. It's they're great, and then you can buy full bottles of a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff for a pretty decent yeah. price compared to a lot of other things because they're all. You know, I mean, you can get you can get um, Japanese whiskey. Which you're never going to find here, right? So, so what I'm picturing is is at Flaviar headquarters. There's someone listening to this podcast right now, and they're like, sure. "Oh, hold on, these guys, they get it." Yeah, let's endorse them. Do it. All right. And speaking of endorsements, Cindy, it's time for you to endorse your stories of. Oh my gosh, I got a, I got a couple of the weird. I don't want to bore people. I'm excited. This is the birthday edition. Of stories of the weird. Oh, see, now you're just no, setting come yourself on. up for disappointment. Not at all. Just remember that we have to go drink margaritas here in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to our friend Kate and Jeremy's house. I'm excited about that. Going to eat some tacos. Going to drink some margaritas. Going to blow throw, up some shit. Going to throw up in their flowers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take my pants off, run around, make long distance phone calls. Try to do a cartwheel naked. I guess long distance phone calls isn't a thing anymore. Uh, no. What a what a what a crime against comedy. It's true. All right, Cindy, go for it. Lay it on a sister. Here's my first one. I hope it doesn't come, doesn't come across too political. Oh God. So there is a petition. Political. Right now, going around 
that calls for you know how they took down the, the statue of Robert Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a petition going around that calls for them to replace that with a statue of the lead singer of Gore. I'm, I would vote. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Odorous. Odorous. Yes. Oh Odorous man, Odorous. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Now, didn't someone from Guar pass away? It wasn't Odorous. I think it was him. I think the Odor- original lead singer has passed away. Then it yes, maybe that maybe. Then yes, and he apparently he wasn't originally from Virginia. But he adopted Virginia as his home state. So there are people that are calling. Well, let's be honest. Guar has been around a lot longer than the Confederacy was around. So, you know, there's more history with Guar. Well, they're they're primordial. (laughs) They are. They have as much meaning on what it means to be a Southerner. All right. Up, hold on. Let me scoot that soapbox you, right you on put out. Put that soapbox back in the closet. First of all, listen. No, close the door. Listen, lock it. Listen. Pad lock it. No, listen. Oh, my gosh. Robert E. Lee ain't got nothing to do with me as a Southerner. And I am from the South. I can speak to this. You know what has something to do with Thoughts me as a Southerner? Thoughts and opinions of Columbine do not, do not directly it should. those. But it should. <laughs> but it should. Uh, you know what reflects me as a Southerner? Josh and I had this conversation yeah, maybe did. a week ago. Not even. Smithfield's chicken and, chicken and barbecue. Yep. Oh. Bojangles biscuits. Yep. Brunswick stew. Yep. Uh, there. Oh, cheer wine. Hush puppies. Hush puppies. Yeah. I'll take that any day over Robert E. Lee and the Confederate. Flag. I would vote a thousand times over for a statue of cheer wine before <laughs> I would the, vote for a statue of Robert E. Lee. Just a giant. And I'm not saying forget about history. You no, can't forget put, about it, but. Here's the thing. All of those monuments need to be put in a museum mm-hmm. yep. so that we we maintain the history of it, but we don't glorify. And I would go to that museum and look at those monuments. Yes. As, and on the way out of that museum, I would stop at the giant Cheerwine statue. And, and because pray Cheerwine to is it. the future. Cheer- I mean, we all know that Cheerwine is the wish. future. And Bowberry Biscuits. And Bowberry Biscuits. Oh, my gosh. Again, our trip to North Carolina a year ago, Josh was driving up there as we were arguing about Lord of the Rings, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about with these biscuits who cares about what is, bojangles? What is bojangles nobody likes bojangles I Listen, got... and if you're from this area if you're from the missouri area you've never heard of bojangles unless you've been to the south but let me tell you something i ate it every day that i was in north carolina <laughs> we went and ordered we went and ordered at bojangles and the old lady at the counter she said to what did she say do you want, she said do you want a little extra icing on your biscuits and i said sure and it looked like she had poured gravy on them there was so much icing and then, on but them. i ordered a, a bowberry and she said do you want a cinnamon bowberry or some other do you kind want a, of- she said well you were talking about how good the bowberry biscuit was and she goes oh honey it, the cinnamon biscuit is just as good if not better and i told her lady i lived in north carolina all my life and have never heard of a cinnamon biscuit, and she said, "Well, I've worked here since I was a child." <laughs> <laughs> yep, she she definitely up. She schooled me. she schooled me on the cinnamon biscuit. So we got a bowberry and we got a cinnamon, and they were both heavenly. All the biscuits at Bojangles are heavenly, they and are the French heavenly. fries are even better. Mm. And the even the what their hash round oh, potatoes are amazing. Oh, I love them. Yeah, and I did see Josh eating. I ate it every day because at the convention center in their food court, there's a a Bojangles. And so I would say to Cullen, I'm going to go grab some lunch upstairs. Do you want something? 
And he'd say, oh, I want First day I said no. And then Josh came back with a damn bucket of chicken and french fries. (laughs) Oh, man. I wish that they would open a Bojangles here. I think we should open a Bojangles franchise. We should do it. Let's do it. But anyway, back to the reality. Uh, I'm down for them replacing it with Odorous. I think that would be awesome. I once stayed in a hotel with Guar and Reba McIntyre, strangely. Hmm. They you were all told me that. Oh, I'm sure I have. It was at Gen Con years ago. Which one of the members of Guar was sleeping with Reba McIntyre? <laughs> probably all of them. I was just going to say that. But I do know. <laughs> probably all of them. Or was it the them. whole band? Yeah. <laughs> it, was during, it was during Gen Con when it was still in Milwaukee. Uh, it's pronounced Milwaukee. Listen. <laughs> um, don't, correct, don't correct me. I'm sorry. It sickens me. I know. Um, That's why I do it. Yeah. So, yeah, we were staying in a hotel with uh, the the band members of Guar were there for Gen Con, I guess. And Reba was in town for a concert and just got unlucky enough to stay at a Gen Con hotel. Or lucky enough. Oh, my God. But, yeah. And I'd be down for it. That'd be awesome. I used to listen to that first Guar CD over and over and over again. Here's my long and short of this on statues. Preserve the history, put it in a museum, and if you want to erect a statue, put something that that is indicative and and inclusive of our entire society. Agreed. Agreed. Giant statue of me. You're getting there. Oh my god. No, I I will be honest. I I feel like I have grown as a person during the last few months seeing sure. everything that's going on and I can remember, you know, I I can remember thinking, well, it's part of our history, and, you know, it's it's telling the story of our history. And the more I think about it now, I, I finally understand this is just one more way that our, our country, our society in general, has oppressed people. Yes. For so long, and it's celebrating this oppression. Right. And it's got to go. There's, it's got to go. There's nothing wrong with... We have to acknowledge our history. Yes. We have to teach people our history with the hope that we learn from the mistakes of our past. Yep. Correct. But statues and monuments and things like that are exactly what you said. They're glorifying a part of our history that we shouldn't be proud of. Yes. Right. I don't have any problem with someone being a proud Southerner. That's like There's you said. That, that has e. nothing to do with Robert E. Lee or Stonewall Jackson, right? You know, but that is where it gets all mixed up. You yeah. know, people think, oh, if if you take down statues of Robert E. Lee, you're 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 saying that nothing nothing that the South represented was worth keeping, right? Yeah, you know. So teach history, put it in a museum so that people can learn about it. But don't glorify and listen, the bad yep. parts of history. And nobody's yes. saying you're a bad person if you liked Dukes of Hazard when you no. were a five-year-old. Because you didn't know any better. I love Dukes of Hazzard. Mm-hmm. I like to believe those Duke boys weren't being racist when they left the General Lee. But they did, unknowingly perhaps, have a look symbol of the Confederacy I, on the top of it. I'm there. a member of the Kappa Alpha Order fraternity. And they are a Southern fraternity that was founded... The four members that founded that fraternity, their spiritual founder was Robert E. Lee. So the connotation for Kappa Alpha my 
the entire history of its fraternity has mm-hmm. has been associated with the South and racism and that kind of thing. And it was a debate constantly when we were in college. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I always said was, it doesn't matter what you think these symbols mean. The majority of the people in the world think that they are a symbol of racism. Yeah. So if you want that fraternity to be associated with racism, by all means, keep flying that flag. Yeah. Sure. But if you want to move forward and be a progressive group like we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you've got to get rid of stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Also, I'm GDI. Good for you. <laughs> I never wanted to be a part of a fraternity. The I is independent. The GD is a cuss word. Goddamn independent. That's right. Good also, for you, Cole. Also, none of them would have me. <laughs> you also, you... I was scared of uh, hazing. I did not want I to. Have been too. I wouldn't want to be stripped down and put in a room with a goat like you boys were. What? All right, jo- uh, Cindy, <laughs> oh go, go forward. What's our next story? Right, you have no idea. It's not about statues. <laughs> this one is about monkeys. Oh, oh of no. course it is. I do love a good monkey story. So this happened in India. <laughs> this group of pack, whatever you call them, of monkeys. This this lab tech was crossing. Uh, what was it? A university hospital, or anyway, it was crossing a campus with vials of blood from patients that were being treated for corona. And this pack of wild monkeys attacked the lab tech and stole the vials of blood. Well, that's how Planet of the Apes happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> among mean, other things. So they Twelve were, monkeys. <laughs> yeah. They I were, mean, this is some. This sounds horrible. Look, here's something, you, tr- here's something you can always bank on. You cannot trust a monkey. Right? I agree. <laughs> I, they're cute. They're fun to look at, but I, yeah. Until they rip your face them. off. <laughs> That I mean, seriously, doesn't that sound like some Planet of the Apes? And I'm and look, if we were to say what timeline we are living in, we are not living in original Planet of the Apes timeline. No. We're not living in modern Planet of the Apes timeline, which means we are only possibly living in the worst timeline, which is Mark Wahlberg Planet of the oh, Apes timeline. Oh, no. That is the worst one. And look, was that Scarlett Johansson in that movie? Oh, God. Was she a... Was she the female in it? An ape? In the Mark... No, she was human. <laughs> she is an ape. No. <laughs> in the, hey, Mark, in the Mark Wahlberg... Like, she's listening. Come on. She is. I Scarlet. Love I love you, Scarlet. I'm sorry. Josh oh my God. says she, he's no. sorry. She... No, no, no. You cannot like Scarlett Johansson on the bungalow. Why Listen not? to Cindy's reason on this. Because... This is the most shocking thing you will hear... Ever. This is, this is only, why I am only entertaining this because it's your birthday. Thank this is why and I Cindy. Appreciate that. Not only dislikes. See, look, you've already angered the dog. This is why she not only dislikes Scar- Scarlett Johansson, but why she okay. hates her. Now, lay, lay get it ready. On me. Lay it on me, get sister. ready, Bungalow. You're about to have a shocker. <laughs> All right, here it is. In the movie, he's just not, he's just not that into you. Yep, I've seen that movie. I of course it. you have. I went on a date and saw that movie. Bradley uh, Cooper uh-huh. is married. Yep. Scarlett Johansson, the little whore temptress, woos him and he cheats on his wife with dirty whore Scarlett Johansson. 
However, <laughs> let me interject here since nope. I've seen this movie. Nope. No? I don't get to interject. No, go ahead. I can be rude to him. I think, if I remember right, and I could be wrong, but I think he pursues her in that movie. What's this? What's Ladies and gentlemen, is someone questioning Cindy's knowledge of romantic comedies? Stay tuned. Is Josh listen. going to survive this encounter? Listen. Probably not. Listen, 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 Linda. Linda. <laughs> Continue. Yes, he does go to the yoga studio to see her. Oh, that's damning. It is damning. But she's trying to have dirty sex with him in his office. She and does have wife. dirty sex with and him. And his wife shows up. And hot. then he has dirty sex with his wife while, right. she, while Scarlett Johansson is you know hiding in the closet. Think, and you know what hot. I can, it is hot. I will kick you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but okay, this just I'm just coming back to my point. I don't remember does she know that he's married? Yes. And then he pursues her. I, I believe the, the line of dialogue is, "Hello, I'm married." Well, I'm a dirty temptress. Okay, so as a disclaimer, let's get it on. As a full disclaimer, I don't like Bradley Cooper either. Okay. What? For the same reason? Yeah. All right, but he's I, but he's Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, he's Rocket Raccoon. I don't. He's the lovable. He's the dude in that Lady Gaga movie. Gaga. I tolerated him in that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, my problem is what? No, my problem is you are angry at Scarlett Johansson for portraying a role. I don't care. Call me the crazy lunatic. It honestly, when she's listening now, and Scarlett. You should take this as a compliment. You played that role so well that Cindy Bunn hates you. And then she strings her friend along for a while. (laughs) But the realtor? Yeah, the realtor. Uh You still cried when she died in JoJo Rabbit. Oof. Don't bring that up. Too soon. That movie tore my guts out. I will admit, JoJo Rabbit was a top notch, amazing movie. All right, so and yes, I did sob like a baby when I saw those shoes. So if I were you, yeah. I would rank, I would consider Scarlett Johansson first for Jojo Rabbit, and then for Avengers, and then for she's, she's not into she's you. Just, or whatever. She was cheating in, in the Avengers too. She didn't cheat in Avengers. She had a thing for that guy. What was his name? Hawk? Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. No, they never had they were never a couple. But there was an attraction. They were not a couple. She was a couple with Bruce she Banner. She's a temptress. She's a freaking temptress. I'm tempted. Right. <laughs> Josh is officially You're tempted. single. It's fine. Okay, good. Oh wait, but she who she engaged to? What's his name? Uh Jost. Colin, uh, Colin Jost. Jost. Some guy SNL. that I'll kick the crap out of is the answer. He probably to that could. <laughs> All right, Cindy, what's your next story? <laughs> oh, I forgot there was another one. All right, so this is a doozy. This is my last one. Let's end this on a positive. Well, oh. then we got to open your present, your birthday present. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, this is, this is my favorite weird story of the day. So, good news. Judge has cleared this man who broke into the wrong house to fulfill a client's BDSM sex fantasy. That's funny. I was getting ready to say, Cindy, be careful where you pause when you say to fulfill a client's. But you know what? You took it further. You just went right for it. Go for it. So 
All right, let's hear about so it. So this, oh, this is this Australian guy. That's had, always Australian. Had answered, Australia. He had answered an ad. I believe it was on Facebook. He had answered an ad. This guy was looking to, he was willing to pay $5,000 to someone that would break, quote unquote, break into his house, tie him up, and use a broom to play with him. This story, well, went, this story went south very quickly. Well, <laughs> right he, off the cliff. He said he, said he would pay. He was willing to pay five thousand dollars if it was really good. Do you know? So, it's Price is Right, where the yodelers like yoli 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 This is what so, has just happened. He breaks into the wrong house. Oh my God! No, ties the person up. Ties the person up. Oh no! Beats their and, junk with a broom handle. <laughs> And the guy, the house they broke into, he had somebody that would come early and, like, clean his house for him and make his coffee and stuff. So, it was... Probably in, a lot of mopping involved. It was... Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in the middle of the night. And so, the guy broke in and he goes into the bedroom. And the guy, the guy in the bed is like, bugger off. Yeah, it's that's too, the wrong choice of words. It's too early. Bugger. It's too early because he thought it was the the, the cleaning. Yeah, yeah. The cleaning. No. And then oh. they were like, then they were like, "Is this?" I believe the guy's name was Leroy. They were looking. Leroy. For. And they were like, <laughs> they were like, "Is this Leroy?" And he was like, "No." This is a comedy. So here's ass. the best this, part. This is awesome. Here's the best part. So they apologized to the. There was two guys. There was the the main guy, and then he had a helper guy. So they apologized to the guy in the wrong house, and they leave to and go to the right house. Because they were just like a couple of houses off in the address. So they go to the real house. Can you imagine? Well, this is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, but you got that broom? Let's go. Let's go. We got yeah. work to do. We got work so of to course, do. Burning moonlight. So of, course the guy, so, of course, the guy whose house was broken into calls the police. So, and they're still at the neighbor's house doing their dirty deeds. Whoa. And so the cops arrest them. And, uh, and say, you can't just go around smacking people in the junk with a broom handle. And here's the best. This is my favorite part of the article. So during the trial, the attorney successfully argued that the home mishap, as he told the court, arose from, here we go, quote, a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underpants with a broom. <laughs> My problem with this thing is the way the is the the way attorneys just willy nilly throw the term mishap around <laughs> mishap. because this is not a mishap. Well, apparently it is because the judge let him go. All right, fair the enough. Judge cleared him. Yay! Well, <laughs> justice is served. Well, Josh, would you like to uh, offer this gift that, that you have to Cindy? Yeah, but I can't reach it. <laughs> okay, Cindy, it's your birthday. Hey, we're going to party like it's my birthday. And it's a holiday. But um, this is for you. There's no card. Thank you. But happy That's birthday. Okay. Lame. Thank you. And then, you know, you can open it and I'll tell you what it is if you don't know. But you'll know. Is this going to make me cry? I don't know. Everything makes you cry. So what this is is this is a an unused ticket to an Elvis concert. 
that my would, gosh. That would have happened after he unfortunately passed away. Josh, this is the coolest. I'm it is pretty like rad. Oh my god! He showed me to this. He showed me this last week or whatever, yeah. and was like, "You think Cindy will like it?" And I was oh like, "A doy." Yeah, it was uh, the concert was was supposed to take place. Oh my god! It was a front row seat. <gasps> Dude, if you can go back in time, save Elvis. Boom! There you boom, go. You front got row it. Concert. Yeah, the concert was supposed to have taken place September twentieth, nineteen seventy seven. Row A. Section 16, seat A. Oh, my gosh, Josh. It's pretty Happy sweet. Happy birthday. This is amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh, I love this so much. Well, you're the biggest Elvis fan I know. <laughs> so, you know, oh it made gosh. sense that this was something I would give you as a gift. I love it. Thank you so much. You're it's welcome. really awesome. And happy birthday, Cindy. We love you. Thank Everybody you. loves you. Everybody. You are an inspiration. <laughs> Shut up. And, uh, folks, if you're listening, please uh, like and subscribe to this podcast and, and join and us tell next them, time. And tell them you want me on the show more often. Well, you are welcome anytime. <laughs> yes, you have Josh, a You have a standing fun. invite to the yes. bungalow. Well, good. It um, was fun. So there we go. We're done. From Snake Mountain, we love you all, um, regardless of your uh, political beliefs. We love you. <laughs> Whether you Why does it have to be not? Snake Mountain? That's where we. That's where Bungalow broadcast from. Oh, okay. didn't you know what you were in the heart of? No, You're this the is heart Snake, of Snake Mountain, Mountain baby. baby. I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> and Cindy, sign us off, babe. So long from the bungalow, where the air is salty, and so are we. Yay! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kalei coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, love, and comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Colors, Comic Corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow. It's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kalei coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax. Have a seat, yeah. Life loving comics is the place to be. So, welcome to the bungalow from a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain.